Hello and welcome to the Middlesex County Cricket League podcast. My name's Dan Huff from Twickenham Cricket Club. Um, as usual, I'm joined by two esteemed guests this evening. Um, first up, we have Sam and Ali from North London. Hi, Sal. Good evening, Dan. How's tricks? You okay? Yeah, not bad, thank you. Good, 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 good. Um, and very pleased to welcome uh, someone who has played an awful lot of cricket in Middlesex, both in the County League and before the County League even really uh, um, became, you know, the, the Premier League that we recognise now. Um, and that's Mike Milton, um, once of Finchley. Mike, how's things with you? You well? Yeah, Dan, good evening. Salmon, uh, good evening. Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Super. Um, I'm going to kick off, Mike, because um, obviously you, you uh, played most of your cricket um, before, well, before the turn of the millennium, I guess, retired in the late 1990s. Um, so many of our listeners might, might not be up to speed on, um, uh, you know, on your achievements in the game. So actually, I think it might make sense. Sal, can, can you talk us through what, what, Mike's, what Mike's achieved and where he's come from? Um, because he's probably far too modest to tell us many of these things himself. Sure. Now, um, Mike's CV is long as my current shopping list at the moment, so just bear with me. <laughs> just take and you can't get it by click, click and collect either, can you? you know, it's, no, you uh, can't, can't at all. Um, so, Finchy playing member since 1961, where he's captained the side for eight years. Um, in league and cup, he's scored more than 12,000 runs and taken 680 wickets. Um, being an MCC full playing member since 1969, where he's been on many tours abroad. And also represented the club cricket conference where he played from 1978 to 1985. Again, toured abroad, including trips to Sri Lanka, Singapore and Australia. Um, MCCL representative, which he captain as well, which we'll talk about later on. And also played minor county cricket for Bucks for, uh, again, uh, quite a long period of time. So as you can hear, quite an extensive CV and, you know, um, great to have him on this week. Well, that's it, is it? Just... That that list is it. That's seventeen thousand achievements. That's that's phenomenal. I had to cut, I had to cut it down. I had to, I had to edit yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that is that is quite a, an impressive CV for any club cricketer. Mike, I'm going to ask you a very simple question to set, set the ball rolling. Where did it all begin? How did you get into cricket? Where did you start playing? Uh, I actually started playing uh, village cricket in Hertfordshire in a place called Elstree. Um, of the studios. I was at, very close to Elstree Studios, yeah, yeah, in a oh, village okay. right. uh, in Hertfordshire. Very modest uh, playing conditions, um, but I, don't know, I, I was playing. Uh, I had the advantage of being very young, uh, playing in your cricket, even though it was at a relatively low level. Um, at school, I was at Downer County Grammar School in um, uh, Kingsbury, uh, from where I was uh, selected to play for. Middlesex um, uh, Grammar Schools uh, in 1961, and then Middlesex Young Amateurs the same year, where I met uh, Tim Selwood, who was then playing for Finchley. Um, and during the course of that summer, he, Tim asked me where I was playing cricket, and I told him I was playing uh, village cricket, and he said, you're wasting your time, you should come and play for a decent club. So in 1962, I joined Finchley, and... <laughs> I've been there ever since. And what, did you start because your your father played cricket, or was it just something that your that, that people around you were doing? What was what prompted uh, the initial we, steps? We to be actually taken? lived we um, in Elstree. We lived in Elstree at the time, and our house backed onto uh, the cricket ground where they played village cricket. So you know, I naturally climbed over 
climbed over the fence and started playing cricket. Uh, my father was actually an athlete. Super. Uh, he was a, a runner uh, um, and, uh-huh. and not, not a cricketer. Um, but he, he was a, uh, an athlete in many respects um, and encouraged me to play cricket, um, which I did. And you, you mentioned you played for Middlesex and the junior sections. How, how, how much cricket did you play for Middlesex there? Did you go through the junior sections? or uh, um, I didn't. No, I, um, not at all. I, I was picked to play uh, for the Middlesex grammar schools um, uh, and then Middlesex young oh, amateurs. Of course, sorry, yes, the grammar schools. Um, and yeah. they, they did ask me for a, f- a number of years after, uh, after that year to play for second eleven, which I did. I played a number of Middlesex second eleven games from Evans 19... 19- that year, 1961, 62, through till mid-70s. Right, right. Now, one of the things I noticed when I look back through the, the way the league has developed is that um, the format changed quite fundamentally. And I, I can't, can't remember off the top of my head when it changed, but it used to be that there was 18 teams in a division and you played everybody once. We played now, everybody course, once, um, um, but more importantly, yep. um, and something that you, you didn't highlight uh, in our preamble, was the fact that in the, in the original day, um, sometimes a match would be all day and others would be half day. And it was left entirely up to the two clubs to decide whether they wanted to play all day or half day. Um, really? There were, there were, so absolutely, was most... yeah. We would play oh. probably half of those uh, fixtures uh, would be all day. We certainly played Hornsey, um, uh, who else? Bronsbury, uh, Teddington, uh, a few of the other clubs. Uh, we always played all day, and other clubs just would, didn't want to play all day. Yeah. So can you define all day for me? We're talking sort of 11 o'clock 11 start, start like that. 11.30 start with lunch at one thirty. So you either right. start. And how many overs would you get in in that? There was no restriction. You you could sure, but um, in an average you could bowl game, if you it was a draw. Would it be? You would probably you'd probably still play a, a hundred and twenty overs probably. But again, right. there was no restriction on how many overs the the side batting first could bat. And it, so it could, got so bad. I mean, it got a, so a, bad in those days. We had such a strong batting side that um, it it. On many occasions, sides would bat 80 overs against us. Well, I was going to ask you that. that was, <laughs> the, yeah. My initial thought was, what's the most any side ever batted in one game? Against us, 82 overs. 82. And you had, what, 30 back? Yeah, um, and we back. won. We won. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think that was standard. Well, Sal I recall. with that, Sal, didn't we? In that, I wasn't going to ask you to name check, but now as soon as you mention it. Okay. Um, I mean, Sal and I grew up when this was a possibility in, in the Middlesex Championship, Sal, didn't we? Where the sides could bat on right. beyond 55 overs. Yeah. So I, mm. I remember that. Um, and I remember our captain doing it um, for, for Twickenham back then. And we batted best part of 65 overs and lost because Edmonton, um, Edmonton chased it in 35 overs. But, but did, did, so the decision to play an all-day game, when was that decided? Months and months before? Uh, it, uh, well, a, a lot of the um, fixtures were old established fixtures before the league started. So, I mean, we would play, right. uh, you know, a, a, all of the league sides. We would, we generally, uh, we would, we would have, we had been playing them for many years before the league started. Um, and right. if, if the fixture had traditionally been an 11.30 start, it continued to be so. 
right? And were there any clubs that you you had suspicions of? Oh, they, they only want to play a shortened game because they're weaker, for example, and that would oh, be easy for them to hold yeah. out for a draw, or was that absolutely okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the weaker sides did not want to play all day cricket because it obviously exposed them to a longer game, which they were more likely to lose. Right. And and when was that? When did that become regulated that you had to play a, a certain amount of time? Was it, I guess it would have been then. Was that only with the ECB League in nineteen ninety nine, or was that before then? That that was I regulated? honestly can't remember. Uh, there were certainly restrictions. Um, uh, I, I honestly can't. I think it must have been around the late eighties that the that it actually changed, oh, okay. and that there were um, limitations on the first side batting first. And also on the playing hours, right, right. And was there issues to do with home and away as well? Because of course you only played every side. I, once, as far as I'm aware, home and away year. only came in um, when when the league was cut down to ten. Right, which makes sense. You can't play everybody home and away with an eighteen team league. That doesn't work. You know, no, that's in right. No, you can't. Um, can't. Yeah. But of course, I mean, I, I was talking to somebody else about this issue um, not so long ago and, 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 you know, the Six Nations works perfectly well and, and there's no home and away fixtures in the Six Nations rugby. So there's no, you don't have to play everybody home and away to make it a genuine competition. Although I guess there must have been people who felt that was appropriate, right? Even back then? Yes. Yes. Uh, I mean, it, it, uh, it, well, because there was, it was such a big league, uh, you just couldn't play home and away. Yeah. And that wasn't just Mike, a middle sex thing, was it? Go on, Sal, go Mike, on. Yeah, yeah, Mike, I want to come in. Um, so in terms of when you played against opposition sides, I know nowadays you must know that clubs have allocated middle sex players playing for them if they can. What was the situation then when you played in terms of middle sex players playing on a Saturday for their club sides? Um, in those days, it rarely happened. It rarely happened. The, okay. the, the pros didn't, didn't play club cricket in those days. I think that only started, as have... I recall, in the in the eighties. Um, okay. And I think the the logic for that is that they would have played a lot more championship cricket, wouldn't they? So there'd been a lot there, there, more. Yes, there was a lot more cricket. games. There were yeah. there was a lot more cricket that the pros were playing, and they just didn't have time to play um, uh, to play league cricket. And and generally, what it, what tended to happen is that. Only those people that came from that particular club and went into county cricket continued playing for the club. I mean, right. in, the, in the late seventies, early eighties, we had Bill Murray um, play for us, but he he actually played for us before he he went to Middlesex. He didn't go to Middlesex and then get allocated to Finchley. He was actually a, a Finchley member and got picked to play for Middlesex because he played well for Finchley. So the league had a sort of, it had a feeder function. I mean, it does now. You would hope that good, and the two boys we spoke to last week from North Middlesex are great examples of that. People yes, who yes. do well in the league uh, and use it as a springboard in the first-class cricket. And that, that obviously still happened then, right? It did. Yes, it did. It, it, was le it happened less so uh, because there was, uh, I would say, in those days, there was a, a bigger gap between club cricket and county cricket. Right. And why was that? I just think the county standard was much better than it than it right. is today. Oh, so the okay. Well, I guess the counties they 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 bring about more versatile players now. 
trying to get my words right here. Uh, um, they're different. Have to they're do different. Lots of different the formats. And, county yeah. players these days tend to be one-day players, um, and yeah. they they have a different makeup. I mean, they, they both batsmen and bowlers have to be top fielders, whereas in the old days, you know, the the fast bowler put his foot down and stopped stopped the ball with his foot, picked it up, and threw it back in. Yeah. <laughs> whereas these days, the the bowlers throw themselves around on the floor fielding and, and are specialist fielders much more so than they ever were 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I do wonder what Fred Truman would have made of Jimmy Anderson's fielding exploits. Because <laughs> I obviously never saw Fred play live. I suspect, he, he was I actually, he was actually a great catcher. Field. Fred had a great pair of hands. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Okay. Magnificent catcher. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good. Um, Sal, you wanted to ask something about... Um, uh, about Buckinghamshire, right? Is that in yeah. the minor counties cricket? Yeah, sure. So, Mike, obviously, we mentioned earlier on your your extensive CV and involved playing some minor county cricket for Bucks for numerous years. Also, um, you was a prominent member of the club cricket conference side, which obviously was made up of club players from all around the country. I take it. I mean, what was those two experiences like? How did they? How did you come about getting involved in both those two setups? Uh, I got invited to play for Buckinghamshire, having tried for many years or to put the word around with Hertfordshire that I was keen to play um, minor county cricket, but for some reason uh, that never happened. Um, and 87 or 78, I got invited to play for Bucks and I grabbed it with both hands and had a great time playing oh, okay. for and, Buckinghamshire. And again, obviously in them days you would have played against county sides in, in various competitions. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We played now with no sort of like linked or We played the first and, and uh, well, we never got past the first round, but we played the first round of the NatWest Trophy. Um, had mm. one amazing game at uh, Taunton against uh, Somerset with Viv Richards, uh, Botham and Joel Garner, which was uh, an experience I'll never forget. You've got to elaborate on that, Michael. We can't leave us there like that. Come on. What year, what year was details, that, Mike? Uh, 1985. Can you remember? 1985. Oh, you... oh, okay. Okay. And, and what were the scores? Was it close game? Uh, not really, no. We got 160 and they got them quite easily. Well, sort of not the point, is it? No, yeah. but uh, yeah. facing Ghana was just uh, an ex uh, 90 minutes of my life that I'll never forget. Well, at least you had 90 minutes. I think most of us were at about 90 seconds. Yeah, no, <laughs> he was, uh, it's, uh, I, I, anyone that says that he wasn't quick is, just doesn't understand the game because it, it was like standing in the, in the middle of a motorway, dodging trucks. Just wow. an, an amazing That's experience. a good way of describing, isn't it? Just amazing. And how about, Sir Viv, what was he like in terms of striking the ball? How hard was it? Uh, I imagine. We, had, we actually dropped him on four, but he, he, he didn't get many. Oh. But uh, we dropped him on four. Uh, but, uh, yeah, an amazing player. Okay. Well, so, I, and, I, I got a, sorry about Somerset in that era as well, because two years before then, they played Shropshire, obviously my team. And our opening bowler for Shropshire was a guy that most of you will know if you follow football, Stevie Grizzovich. Agree, I played against uh, him. He used yeah. to play. Yeah, Grizzov. Yeah. yeah, and, and he, he was he was he was handful. Um, he was a big lad, and he used to come in and, and yeah, he used to not throw the ball down. And he um, he famously got Viv Richards in the first over of the game mm. when Shropshire played Somerset nine eight three, only to turn around, see the umpire, no ball. Oh uh, no! So you know he, he knocked Viv's off stump out and. Um, and, and then he turned around and, of course, you know, um, let, let's just say that they've batted a bit longer and Shropshire didn't win. <laughs> yes, oh dear. Yeah. But, there, but there we go. 
So, yeah, Steve Grzovic did really well against um, Viv Richards and it didn't count. But, of course, Mike, you've been quite modest there. Um, I've just looked up as we, we've been talking the, the scorecard from your game. And, of course, you top scored with, with 33 um, against, uh, against Somerset. And, and that was... Um, as I scrolled down the scorecard, not just any old Somerset, you know, some bloke called Garner opened the bowl in and some bloke... I think he got five, didn't he? was at the other end. Five for I think Joel got five that game. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and he didn't get you. Somebody, I, I must admit, with one bowler I don't know in their lineup. He's got Vic Marks, who of course played test cricket. Colin Dredge, good bowler. Viv Richards, he's got test wickets as an off-fee. But a, a guy called Davis got you. I genuinely don't know. Who was that? M left arm. Yeah, left arm seamer. So you got through Garner and both of them. And then you got out <laughs> with a bit of dibbly dobbly left arm. Um, Absolutely. But we, so I'm intrigued. What's the strategy when you face both them and Garner? Is there a strategy other than survival? How did you do it? It's that? survival. It's survival. You right. realise quite how impossible it would be to face that guy on a bad wicket, because uh, Taunton uh, in those days, I don't know what it's, it is these days, but in on that day it was the flattest wicket you you could ever play on, and it was like playing. A normal club bowler on a minefield. Right. He was. He was just. Just. I don't know how he generated the pace that he did off a, a dead wicket, basically. But it was just like lightning. And of course, he's he's what six 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 seven. He's big. Six lad, eight. He? he comes down six from, eight. Yeah, from, from wow. Yeah, a fair old challenge. And both of them at the other end is going to be an altogether different proposition. He's, he swings the ball. Obviously, he's not. He's not as quick. I'd have thought as Garner. So, uh, uh, nothing like right? as quick, no. But um, but the the challenge was but was Garner, no question. The big bird, yeah. And you 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 bowled a bit as well that day. You took a wicket. Can you remember uh, what you bowled? I think I got Roebuck out. If I'm not mistaken. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Bowled him. I oh, bowled him. Did it? Yeah, that's right. It, yeah, it yeah. brushed his pad and bowled him. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, one for thirteen off six. That's um, that's a decent return if it, in anybody's book. So. Great stuff. And they were great days. I mean, and I, I can reminisce with the best of them about cricket, but the Gillette Cup, as, it, as I'm sure it was then, when minor counties went up against, you know, the, the best of the best. And all three of those guys played in that competition in the first round. It was a highlight of the season. And of course, it's not there anymore or it's not in the same way. Um, and, and personally, I think that's, that's a bit of a shame. And I, I guess you'd probably agree with that, right? Uh, absolutely. I think ECB made a huge mistake in changing the uh, status and format of minor county cricket. Right. Because I had a day off school every year in, in May to go and watch Shropshire play. Whoever we played, Yorkshire one year, Somerset the next, Leicestershire that one year, Gower played, I remember, at St George's. Always a great day and just feel a bit of yes. a shame they're not, not there um, anymore. Enough of such things. Sal? Yeah, I was going to also ask you about the, uh, the club cricket conference side, Mike. So, I mean, what kind of fixtures did you play and how were they arranged? And also you did some overseas touring from what I read as well. So what was that experience like? Uh, I had a great time. Um, a lot of the guys that I played minor county cricket with and against uh, were on those tours. People like uh, Alf Langley, um, uh, who else? Um, Cardigan Connor, uh, who played a lot for wow. Hampshire. Um, he came on the uh, Australia tour. Um, yeah, they were just great times. Great times. And also, I was told that you played um, against Pakistan for Kenya. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I uh, spent two years living in Kenya um, and played uh, league cricket um, or Premier League cricket uh, for in Kenya for Nairobi Gymkhana. And uh, they asked me if I'd want to play for Kenya, which I did against uh, Pakistan. It was just a one-off game, a one-day game. 
while we're talking about representative uh, representative cricket, um, Mike, we're quite interested to hear your thoughts on playing for the county league's representative side because I know you played for that for for, for nigh on a decade or so. In fact, a bit longer. Um, longer, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was a, a serious competition back then, wasn't it? When leagues competed against each other, and it was quite Absolutely. a prestigious side to be called up to. What, what are your memories of that? Absolutely. Uh, in the old days, the ca- the captain of the winning league team the year previously captained the uh, league side for the following year in the uh, ECB competition, uh, the sort of inter-county oh, rule, league. It? So the- it was a yeah. sort of an accepted thing that, you know, whoever oh, captained okay. the, the league side, the winning league side, uh, one year captained the league side the following year. Um, so I, I think I was playing in the league side for from about seventy five onwards, um, and then uh, Finchley won the league uh, seventy eight, nine, and eighty. So I captained the league team in those three years, um, and then the following three years, even though we didn't win it, um, they asked me if I would carry on captaining. Um, so I did. Um, and I think I played until the until we went to uh, Kenya in um, 1985, and you know we had a we had a, a the, the league team in those days was a, was a really good side. You know people like um, uh, Alf Langley played. Um, you know we just Mickey Dunn from uh, Southgate, uh, Chris Payne. Uh, we had a really good um, a really good team that you would have gone anywhere with. And, and how does, did the competition work? I, I guess you'd play teams around London first or leagues around London and, and then eventually, if you kept winning, it's a national competition, right? That's right, yes. Yeah, I think we got one year, we got to the uh, semi-final um, and went up to Scotland uh, and played half a game that we were winning you know, easily, um, got rained off and they tossed a coin and we lost. So we didn't get in the final. And and that My year we goodness. had a really good side, you know, Martin Ginger. That's a hell of a long way uh, to go to toss a coin, isn't it? Blinking out. I know, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, now, in recent years, and we, we mused a little bit on this uh, last week, actually, that, that I wouldn't say the competition has fallen into disrepute. That might be a bit too harsh. But certainly it, it doesn't have the prestige that, that it that it. It used to. Why is that? Do you think is it is it the na- is it there's so much cricket's being played? Is it are the competitions simply have taken precedence for whatever reason? What what, what are your thoughts? I I think what has happened is that um, midweek and Sunday cricket has become almost uh, of no importance at all these days. I mean, we played all cup cricket on midweek. We rarely played um, uh, a cup game on Sunday. Occasionally we did, right. but uh, mostly league uh, league cricket was played Saturdays. Cup cricket was played midweek. So that's really interesting. And the, the thought of playing a cup game midweek, I mean... I, oh, you I, wouldn't, I, well, you, know, you I just wouldn't get a side that. out these days. We, exactly. I mean, Finchley yeah, have tried it uh, in, the last, in the last 10 years, and we've just been completely unable to get sides out. Yeah. Midweek well, I, cricket I has just disappeared. Sure, sure. And I find that even on Sundays and even with a competition like the one you've just been talking about, because for, for, for my sins, back in, I think it was 2009, 
I captained the, the, the county league's um, rep side for divisions two and three in, in that same competition. And we, we, did, we did reasonably well in it. We won, won a couple of games. Um, I remember we played uh, Mid-Essex League at South Hampstead. And, and then we got to the third round and we were playing away at um, divisions two to six or whatever it is of the Kent League over in Bromley. Looking forward to it. And, and I couldn't get a team out. It was a nightmare. I remember yeah, thinking to myself, you know, this is, this, this is the type of fixture people should be queuing up to play in. Um, and by about nine o'clock on a Saturday night, because the game was on a Sunday, um, my wicketkeeper had, had dropped out. You know, it may well be for perfectly understandable reasons, but it's nine o'clock on a Saturday. I've got to go to Bromley to play the Kent League, and I can't get a goddamn wicketkeeper. So in the end, <laughs> without a word of a lie, I was in the middle of the pavilion at Twickenham, and I just looked round and thought, who on earth can I, can I get to, to don the gloves? I want someone just to stop the ball, quite frankly. And um, I ended up sort of, you know, the next person who walked through the door was was our third eleven wicketkeeper, uh, John Trippett, who's um, you know like all wicketkeepers, mad as a box of frogs. And um, I, I'd called him over, Trippers, what are you doing tomorrow? And he didn't say, you know, he didn't say anything quick enough. So I said, right, you're coming with me to Bromley. So we ended up playing with our third eleven keeper, who's never played first eleven cricket in Middlesex, and no disrespect to him, he never will. Um, and yet he's played for the county league's representative side because I, I just I couldn't get people to play. And um, and it was quite funny watching him because he he, he insisted on uh, on standing far too close to a, to a guy who later came to play for Twickenham called Maz Haffergy, who you may have remembered. Sal certainly knows him from North right. London. And um, let's just say the first ball, it didn't touch his gloves. I mean, you know, I remember the ping as it hit the, the boundary boards uh, behind him. Um, so I had to persuade him that it wasn't quite, you know, third eleven cricket, and you, you get back fifteen yards, you clang. Um, a sad <laughs> indictment on the competition, really. And I, I was very, very sort of saddened by by that. Um, do, do, you, do you think there's any way around that in terms of the cups? I mean, I've sort of written off the league competition now, but the cups have struggled with this. I mean, you played an Evening Standard for for many years. Do you, is there any hope yes. that cup cricket yep. might be rejuvenated, or is that train left uh, the station? I don't see how you're going to do it because people just don't seem to want to play anymore. Sure. You know, we, we, we've got um, league cricket now reduced to uh, 50 overs because uh, apparently people want to leave the, want to leave the ground at six o'clock. Mike, in 20 years time, when you and Sal and I are still doing this podcast, we'll all be playing 2020. And That's it what I fear. To admit it. Yeah. It's not the way I want it uh, to be. And I'm, no, but no. People don't want to spend seven hours playing cricket anymore, or a lot of people don't want to play seven hours with the cricket, and it's it's a shame. But it's the world, I guess, we live in, isn't it? Uh, yes, and it, and it reflects in the standard, unfortunately. Mike, I was going to ask you. So obviously, you mentioned you played for the league side and played in the league for many seasons for Finchley. You must have come up against some really, you know, excellent players and some real characters of the game. If you had the chance to pick two opening batsmen and two opening bowlers. Who'd you go for and why? And it could be from any club. It could be from your club or from other clubs. I guess that's to play on your team, right, Sal, isn't it? So if you, if yeah, you yeah, could yeah, take on your, on your side, yeah. yeah. I think the most exciting opening batsman I saw was a guy called David Hayes, um, who whose ball striking was legendary. Um, I think he, we used to play Shepherd's Bush, and I think three or four seasons running, he hit the first ball of the game off the same bowler straight back over his head for six. I mean, you just don't, see, you just don't, do not see that in, in cricket. Um, the guy was just a legend, a ball striking legend. And, and he, and he, he played him at the, in the batting. 
yeah, I mean, I he, I, I opened the batting with him and, and with Tim Selwood. Um, and Hazy would, would play in anybody's team. I think he, he scored uh, when he played for Cambridge, I think it was Cambridge University. Uh, he got sent down for basically not doing any work in his second year. Uh, and he got the telegram from his tutor at Cambridge when they were playing, when Cambridge University were playing Swansea, or were playing, um, uh, playing at Swansea. And he just took it out, <laughs> excuse me, took it out on the ball and was out uh, after 46 balls for 98. And I think wow. Jim Parks got the fastest century that year in 54 balls. So if, if the ball that he was out caught at long on uh, had, had gone for six, he would have was, was scored the fastest century in first-class cricket that year. A remarkable, yeah. absolutely remarkable. Wow, that's, that's quite, some, striker. quite some story. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> And about what sort of bowlers that you come across? I mean, to, who would you go for? Uh, you, I think along with, along with uh, Hazy opening the batting, I'd, I'd pick Alf Langley uh, at Shepherd's okay. Bush. Um, bowlers, yeah. um, bowlers, fast bowlers. Um, could be anyone, it could be spin. I think Peter Waterman uh, from Wembley was one of the quickest. Um, and probably Peter Ray as the most eccentric cricketer, but also one of the best. That's what we've been told. Yeah. I mean, can you get a little story about Peter Ray before we move on to the next question? Uh, next he's just a remarkable character. I don't know if you um, heard the story about his hat trick at, uh, for Wembley against Winchmore Hill. He bowled the um, uh, ninth, number nine. Uh, number 10 came in and took guard. Um, this was the last three balls, of the, or the, that was the fourth ball of the last over. Um, so he, he'd taken a wicket on the fourth, fourth ball. On the fifth ball, um, the number 10 came in, uh, took guard, asked the umpire how many balls left, where, whereupon Peter said, one for you and one for the next mug. <laughs> and he bowled them both. <laughs> Fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, Mike, I, bringing this up today, I had, I had a question about the here and now, really, um, and that was about Finchley and, 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 and the 2020 season, this, this forthcoming season. Let's assume we have one at some point, um, you know, even if it's sort of just eight or nine games. Um, what are you expecting from Finchley in the County League this year? And what do you, what do you, you know, how, how close did you follow their fortunes? And, and do you think they're likely to be a, a real force to be reckoned with? Uh, we've got uh, a good side, but I don't think we stand much chance of winning it um the best i think we can hope for is to be somewhere in the mid in the mid uh, middle of the table right although in shortened seasons you know if you win three or four games on the bounce all of a sudden um you, you can be in a good place can't you and i, I guess we you are, can you know. yes uh we're a, a little short of bowlers right Ooh, our right. captain hassan khan had an amazing season last year and basically, single-handedly kept the uh, kept the side from being relegated. And he, is he around this year? He's around still, isn't he? He's around. He's around again. Um, yeah. But uh, he needs a lot of support. Right. Well, I think making predictions about where seasons are going to go is very hard, anyway. So 
Um, so, so, you know, I think all sides at this time of year will, will be able to see the glass half full and half empty, right? You know, you can always see that you've got good players who can perform. Every club in that league has. But yes. all it takes yes. is, a, is two, two or three bad weeks and suddenly you're down near the bottom again. So it's one of the great well, virtues of right. sport, I suppose. Cool. We normally end, Mike, and we're going to do the same tonight with a little quiz. Um, as, as I say to everyone we speak to, the first answer you think of is normally the best one. Um, right. And, and, and most of the questions are, are, are either or. So um, I was going to kick off with one that we've asked everybody so far. Uh, very simple. If you had the choice, Sky Sports or BBC's TMS? Oh, Test Match Special every day. Ah, can I ask why? I just think the um, going back as far as Brian Johnson, um, you know, just the repartee, the commentary, just the sheer humour of the whole thing is is just superb. And um, yeah, I, I just I just love Test Match Test Match Special. Yeah, it works for me at work. I have to say, you know, I can't really sit in my office and watch Sky Sports. That, that doesn't go down so well. Um, but I can definitely listen to TMS. So in that context, I, it's, I it's think the, com- the ideal companion. the ideal ideal combination is is listening to Test Match Special and watching Test Match Test Cricket on Sky. Yeah, I can see that 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 would make sense. Yep, all good. Um, Sal, over to you. Okay, you mentioned earlier on in our in the podcast. Um, so if you had to choose between one of these two batsmen, Mike, who would it be? Would it be um, Vivian Richards or Sachin Tendulkar? Uh, Viv every time. And why is okay. that? Uh, you couldn't bowl to him. You could bowl to Tendulkar, but you couldn't bowl to Viv. He was brutal, wasn't he? That's the thing with Richards. Disdainful of anybody even thinking Absolutely. they had the better of him. Yeah. 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 I love the story of, uh, of um, Cowdery's only, um, Chris Cowdery's only uh, match against the West Indies as captain. <laughs> they went out to that. toss. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Cowdery attempted to exchange teams. And he said, and Viv says, play, play who you like, man. It won't make any difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a great story. And I think, Viv, was that the game where he went out to, to, to toss in like flip-flops? and in a, t- in a T-shirt, yeah. <laughs> and you can only do that if you're Viv Richards. If I did if you're Viv, the Twicken yeah. and Fords, yeah, you, know, you just get laughed out of time, wouldn't you? But, um, yeah, great he stuff. wasn't called Master Blaster for nothing. Yeah. Next one then. Um, time or limited overs cricket? Oh, time every time. Yeah, the mortgage would have gone on that if I'm being perfectly honest. I thought you might say that. Um, Sam? Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're going to talk about some matches now that you've played in and occasions that have been sort of pretty memorable in your career. Um, if you had to choose from one of these two, which one would you choose? Is it um, winning the even standard trophy at the Oval with Finchley or playing for the MCC at Lords? Uh, I would choose club over anyone else. And how many times did you win the trophy with Finchley at the, um, at the Oval? Was it more than once? Uh, I, we only won it once at the Oval. Um, and I think, the, uh, I think since the, that I was playing in, we've won it several times uh, after I retired. Um, I think twice after I retired. Okay, fantastic. Okay, Dan? Super. Yeah, um, this is a slight variant on, on a question we've asked before. And we're trying to take into account a little bit, you know, sort of p- people's experience in the game. And, and it, so you have a choice of three, right? If you had to pick one, would you pick um, Stokes, Botham or Flintoff? Mm, 
probably both of them. Both of them, okay. Because yes. when, when I was thinking about this question, it occurred to me it depends a little bit where you'd want them to bat. Because I'm, I'm not. If you said I want them to bat at seven, then I, th- I think I think both of them because he's he's the best bowler of the three in terms of he's the number of wickets. By far the best but, bowler. Yeah. 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 Then I think both of them would be the man. But if you wanted somebody to bat at six, I think Stokes Stokes gets in the game there. But he's still a young man, isn't he, with plenty more left in his locker. Maybe um, in ten years' time, he'll he'll he'll, he'll have the same number of wickets as both. Well, I, I doubt it somehow. I don't know. What... I doubt it. No, he won't. He'll never have the same uh, penetration as Beefy had when before his back went. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I mean, certainly his exploits of last summer were phenomenal. And did you know, right, in terms he? of he did in right. terms of playing playing those two innings, I, I I don't even think Beefy could have played those two innings. Yeah, well, we mentioned in a previous pod that the Headingley um, the Headingley innings that made both of them his signature innings, which is it couldn't be more different to the Headingley innings that Stokes played. You know, which no, was calculated, no, which different. was cool, which was thoughtful. Yeah, whereas, of course, Botham's was was a chaotic sort of jamboree of bonkersness, wasn't it? With, with duck yes, hooks yes. for six and yep. all the rest of it. Yeah. Cool. Sal, over to you. Okay, so we're on to um, what me and Dan sort of like to talk about, which is food. Yeah. And we're going to ask you, Mike, what your favourite food option would be. So if you had a choice of fish and chips or roast dinner, which one would you go for? Obviously, me and Dan would go for both, but you can only yeah. choose one. Fish, uh, probably roast duck. Oh, roast duck. Okay. Oh, not had that one before. It's a new one. Yeah. And, and we've heard yeah. from other people that the teas at Lord's are phenomenal. Is this true? Uh, the food at uh, lunches and teas at Lords are good. Okay, it's not a rumor then. We're, we're getting lots of improvement. No, 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 to no, say no. that they are phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> no, they are very good. good. Yeah, right. Um, now this is going to be a politically difficult one, and I'm intrigued to see where you go with this one. At their best, who was the better player, um, Mike Milton or Jake Milton? Uh, <laughs> Probably, I mean, I'm a great believer in <laughs> it's stats. An awful, it's an awful question. <laughs> no, it's not. The, the stats would say that I was the better player. Cool. We'll leave it at that. And I have to say, I, I've, I've only played against Jay a couple of times, but he was, uh, he was a pretty good player. Um, and he was, he was a good player. someone who was yeah, very Still well respected around the league. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I was say, Still playing, isn't he, in New Zealand? Yeah. Yes. Good, good. Sal? Okay, Mike. So again, in your checkered career, you've had many sort of matches at different grounds in different sort of countries. Which ground would you say is your favourite one you've played at? Finchley. I was okay. going to say, oh. leave Finchley to one side. Yeah, yeah, good point. Ah, leaving Finchley well, aside, uh, yeah, Lord. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, if you had to play ground, one more game in the Middlesex League and it wasn't at Finchley, where would it be? <sighs> oui, oui, that's a difficult one. If it wasn't at Finchley. Um... While you're thinking about it, I think, I think it's worth remembering the grounds change. Um, the people you play against change, tracks change. Certainly, we've seen that in my club at Twickenham, uh, you know, over the years. Yeah, um, um, and so I, a lot of background is about I who loved, you're playing always against. Loved, and the I always loved playing at Ealing, but uh, it's it's not a good uh, place to play cricket these days. It was a much better place to play cricket in terms of the wicket when I was playing. Mm. Right. I mean, Southgate must have been a good place to play. Now, I always think it's a good. It looks a good place to play, but I always enjoyed playing there. Um, good place to bat. It it was a good place. Yeah, I enjoyed playing at Southgate as well. Cool. 
Um, this is an open question. It's, we don't normally have an open question on the quiz, but we're going to do two tonight. I'll finish with one, then Sal's got one. If, we, if you had to mention one person um, in this category, who would it be? And that's the toughest player you ever played against. Mm, the toughest. I guess to be, um, you're probably leaving Joel Garner aside because clearly Joel Garner. Say, leaving Joel Garner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe there was in the a guy league. that played, played, uh, opened the bat, opened the bowling and batted in the middle for Southgate um, called Mickey Dunn. And I don't think anyone ever tried harder in a game against us. Mm. He, he was a tough competitor. Um, and a good competitor, and in terms of uh, someone that really competed, I would say no one competed harder than Mickey. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Okay, Mike, so this is a final question. And again, you've played many matches over your career, but which game would you say was your favourite match in all your career? Let's stick to the league for this one, maybe in the league itself. Oh, goodness me. Um... I don't think I could. I honestly couldn't think of a, um, one that is is a favourite match. Um, honestly, I can't. I couldn't pick one. Okay, for, how about from a personal point of view, where you may have, you know, taken the most wickets or scored the most runs or had a massive impact on the game itself. Uh, I think getting. Uh, I got nine wickets against uh, Wembley on the flattest wicket at Finchley. Um, which is probably uh, the best performance in terms of influencing uh, a game because we only, we only scored 170 runs on a very flat wicket and we bowled them out 140. Okay. Well, that's, that's, Often that's the best games enough. to win though, Mike, aren't they? That. The ones where the low scoring they games are, yes. where... Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, 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 and they're the ones I, as a general rule, will remember more than the 340 versus the 320. Yeah. Brilliant. Good, good. Guys, we, we, we've, we've gone a little bit longer than I thought we would, which is great. It means there's plenty of good stuff to talk about. Mike, thanks ever so much for coming on board, for talking us through some, you know, some fantastic stuff. Um, fingers crossed we do get to see Finchley play in 2020. We're, we're, we're still hopeful um, that we will get at least half a season in. Fingers crossed. Um, Sal, thanks again. Anything you want to finish off with? Um, no, I just want to thank Mike again from, from behalf of us too and, and Eugene as well, just for coming on and Massive, great insight into your career in the league itself. You know, a lot of us didn't know about the league going back sort of beyond sort of year 2000. So it's nice getting insight on how it was and the format was played. And yeah. next week again, we've got another guest on next week. We're changing sort of uh, our format slightly. So we've got uh, uh, an official next week, one of the guys who wears a white coat week in, week out, and he'll be on next week. So we look forward to that. So, yeah, that's good. Great. As a teaser, I would say... Um, and this is no one's going to get this from this comment, but I'll put it there anyway. The greatest game I ever played in as a club cricketer, this man was the umpire. So I'm going to, I'm going to definitely going to talk to him about that game next week. I'll just leave that there. <laughs> right, <laughs> guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks very much for your time. Um, see you all okay. again. Next Keep week. well. Stay healthy. Cheers, bye. Take care. Bye bye.